would you rather have a ton of muscle or a full head of hair? And I'm like, it's pretty obvious I made that choice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me see. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to have a ton of muscle. Hey, everybody. Welcome to It's Just Bodybuilding once again. Of course, my co-host, Dusty Hanshaw, the producer, Scott McNally. I'm Big Ron Partlow. Remember, like, share, subscribe, comment, and ring the bell. Absolutely. And remember, I am mutant.com. I am mutant.com. Dusty 20, Big Ron 20 for 20% off. Get your ISO surge, get your all in. And absolutely every single one of you should be on the gear. So get on the gear. There we yes. go. Okay. And remember the Think Big Patreon. Keep your producer homed. Thank you, guys. Um, you know, Scott doesn't, you know, get to buy all this fancy wires and microphones <laughs> and all that stuff. And, He's got to download new stuff and keep his subscriptions up to date. And you help it's all that out. It helps right? a ton. It really does. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate you guys. I think I have a couple Patreon questions today, too. So you guys cool. can comment. I've got a thread over there. It's just like a running thread. Anybody wants to comment on the show or for the <laughs> shows, you can comment over there. You guys get priority. Absolutely. And, and you know, we just want to also send a, a, you know, a thank you out to everyone who comments and watches and shares and gets your friends to watch it and you know does all the algorithm stuff that we ask you to at the beginning of every episode and uh it just really helps move the show where our numbers are growing subscribers are growing views are coming up and we're just having a blast and we just want to thank each and every one of you guys for tuning in and um, absolutely you know yeah, and also, too, let's send a, a shout-out. Scott knows the details, but if you guys have seen all the great reels that we're having made lately, those Instagram yes. reels that we're posting, and we've got uh, we've got somebody on that task for us. Uh, Scott's yeah, Alex is doing that. it. Like he, Alex is killing it. In fact, killing I'm going to put – I'll put his uh, Instagram in the description. If you guys want to give Alex a follow, I'm sure he'd appreciate it because he's doing his own content, too, you know, and he's, he's having a lot of fun with his own reels. He's got, like, a really good TikTok and stuff. He told us we should get on TikTok. TikTok, he's probably right. I, I, I'm so old, you know what I mean? I, I haven't got, I actually, I did have TikTok. And then when I learned that the Chinese were spying on me with it, I got rid of it. So I don't have TikTok right. anymore. I got to re-download right. it now. I know. There I was just something send them my information that. directly. Yeah. So I, can <laughs> keep it. I just have a direct line with the Communist Party. I just yeah. tell them, I'm yes. on the way to the store. I send yeah. my information directly through Western <laughs> Union to China yeah. all the time. I'm going home now. I'm booking <laughs> just a flight. directly yeah. to Hillary, and I figure she'll take care of it from there. Oh, I thought you guys were talking um. about <laughs> orders for growth. I was thinking something yeah. else. I just, yeah, I just tell Trudeau, and he lets him know. Yeah. In his, in his, in his uh, morning meeting where he takes orders. Okay. Okay. Here we are. We're not political at all. Zero politics no. on this show. We're here to have fun. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're here to have fun. I know Scott's packing. <laughs> right now. I know within, right now. I know within below, arm's the, length. below the desk line. I know there's a lot going on just out of camera shot. You know, just in case. You never you know. know. You never know. I have to go to my closet and open my safe. Jesus. Oh, wow. And then, and then load the mags. In case the target comes at you. Yeah. And then what? You know? <laughs> So, yeah. Okay. So we're going to open. We got a good topic. Um, I, I, let, let me know if I word this right, Scott. Things that we used to think mattered that we now think don't and vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's okay. the gist of it. Yes. This was from Dusty's thread uh, last week. This was uh, from Dr. Marvin commented this one. And his specifics were what something you used to think mattered a lot for bodybuilding and no longer do or vice versa. Yes. 
I like it. Well, I I think I used to be. Um, obviously, you guys know I'm you know like sort of a lower, technically lower volume trainer most of my life with like really high intensity and stuff like that. I think I you I, I think that for a, a grand majority, I put a little too much worry into how many total sets I was doing. Like even doing one more set than normal, I was like, oh, is this gonna like, mm. is this gonna be like too much? Or one less set, I'd be like, oh my god, I didn't I didn't get my volume? Like I I think that I was a little too obsessed with trying to find a precise number of sets, which is which is why. I often say to people, don't worry so much about the, these these little things, you know, try it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think mm-hmm. I was afraid to try some things when I was, I was really stuck in my sort of like dogmatic, this is the one way I'm going to train for a long time. And I think I would have been better to just, you know, be a little more free flowing, maybe a little more adaptive, but I think that might've done me well, if not just less stress. Um, so I think that's one thing I did that, was probably unnecessary it was just all the worrying about total volume all the time mm. yeah for for me the first thing that came to mind when i read that was and, and a lot of you guys won't understand this because of the timeline but i know ron and scott you both will back in the day everything was about nutrient timing obsession mm. so like you went to the supplement store if you were having a if you needed a protein you were like well they're like what time are you gonna have it after I train and before bed, they're like, mm, that's two different proteins. You need yeah. a whey isolate after you train because yeah. it's going to digest really, really quickly. And that's going to get in that anabolic window. I mean, I was deathly afraid. Like if I really needed someone to have a, a shake ready as soon as I put the bar down on yeah. my last set because <laughs> I did not want to miss the anabolic window. I mean, I would literally bring the shake in and like shake it up before I did my last set. That way, yeah. when I got done and I put the weights away, it was waiting because I did not want to lose the gains. Yeah. And then I would have a, a pure casein at night. And then I learned, oh, wait, wait, that's not true. I want to have, have a blend where I've got whey and egg and casein all in right. one. So it slowly seeps into my system so I don't lose all my gains while I'm asleep. And then I got older and I was like, I just make sure you eat protein at some point. And it blows yeah. clients away now. Like I have, I have a new cl- a couple new clients, and I wrote out their plan, and they were like, "Oh, you don't have me having uh, carbs after I train." I'm like, "I have no idea what time you train." They were like, "Oh, what do I do?" I'm like, "Do you want carbs after you train?" Yeah, right. then move them. Just yeah, take okay. them from another meal, slide them over. I'm like, in fact, if you want to have two, you know, because I think I have my like 250 grams of rice. I'm like, if you want all of that rice from two meals post workout, have it. Just okay, don't have it great. earlier. And, right. and that's something that I really learned is like all of those things we used to obsess about. Now my yeah. thought process is simple. I send to my clients, I'm like, what you see on this diet, I want you to eat between the time you wake up and the time you go to bed. Other than that, I don't yeah. care. Yeah. Five yeah. meals, six meals, four meals, don't care. That's a great one. I think meal timing was a huge thing. Obviously, you want to spread your food out, right? And that's why we say eat every two to three hours because you're spreading it out so you can get it in and absorb it and like not be bloated and not have to eat giant meals that take an hour and all that stuff. But I would be like, I, I remember losing my mind because I was like five minutes past the three hour mark. Yeah. And like yep. just being just it would, it would raging. Ruin my like, day. It would ruin my ruin day. It my day. It really yeah. would. And I remember as I got older and I started 
hanging around really good bodybuilders. Mm, that always I, helps. I, yeah, <laughs> like as you get older, you start hanging around guys that have won nationals and have their pro cards or they're really high level super heavyweights and they're like, you know, the first time you hang out with a 280 pound super when you're a kid and you see how calm some of them were. They're like, yeah, yeah, I got to get another meal here in the next like, you know, as long as I get one in the next hour, I'm okay. You know, I'll get my meal in, then I can train and then I'm on, you know, and they yeah. were just way more like, you know, but they're older guys. They got jobs, they got shit going on, they got kids or whatever. Like, and you start to see like, oh, this is software running in the background. Yes. Yep. This isn't, this isn't like, like the main thing in front of you the whole day. And I started to kind of get it over time. And then you become that 280 pound super heavyweight. And you start to realize you start having a real life as you get older and you're working two jobs and you got a lot going on and you're like, oh, I'm bigger and stronger than I've ever been. And I'm worrying less and less about the minutes and yeah. this sort of stuff. It's, it's all about consistency over time. It's not about mm -hmm. like losing yourself in the minutiae. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, those are. I've, I've got a couple I can think of. Um, the one of them is is the gear side of things. I I would I got really complicated with it earlier on, thinking that like, okay, I'm gonna start out and kickstart with this because it's faster acting, and then go to this, and I'm gonna switch my testosterone to this one, you know, this different aspect. Yeah. And like, really, honestly, what I ended up finding is you find the things that work well for you, you lean into those things, and then. You, you clear your brain of all of that nonsense and you focus on other aspects because it's really just like the other stuff. You get you figure out what's going to work and you run that and then you put your energy into the next thing. I wish that I would have at that stage invested more energy into my training. You know, I was just talking to Scott Stevenson about this yesterday, but I think that training is something that we can always continue to learn about. There's like no end to the next step of what's going to be right for you, you know? Mm, and yeah. and I, I wish I would have invested more into that. The The food thing, yeah, I, I could definitely relate to that too. And I feel like we all have to go through that because we have to like, we have to first figure out what, what like 100% strict is in, in order to figure out, you know, how what, what we can get away with. And kind right. of related, my other one, was I was really terrified of losing muscle during a diet. I thought that, right. you know, you really needed to be so careful. And and that ended in 2015 when I dieted down is like, I just, I, I took it head on and I dieted too hard intentionally. And I just said, I want to see how far it'll go. And I got down to my stage weight. I've told you guys about this before, but I got down to my stage weight of the previous show. And then I kept going for like another eight weeks and I went harder and I ended up dropping like freaking 20 pounds. Now, honestly, I didn't look terrible on stage. I, I almost won like second. Sec, I took second place, missed it by one place. The guy who beat me in that class ended up going on to win the overall. And it was a hell of a competition against him. Had I been fuller, 10 pounds heavier, which I could have been, I could have been right. just as lean. You know what I mean? Yeah. And maybe I would have done it. Who knows? But honestly, though. After that, I came, I bounced right back. You know, there were diets that I had kind of, my legs got smaller from the cardio I was doing, but then post-show a little while later, they're back. Six weeks later, they were back. So I realized there's a big difference between muscle loss and muscle flatness, you know, but truly yeah. losing muscle, it's not as easy as I once thought it was. I was terrified of it at one point. 
That's a, a great one because, um, you know, I, I, I had a few nationals early on. My first nationals, I looked really great. I got second. But then I thought, you know, I, I fell into that trap as a young bodybuilder. Like, oh, I have to be a lot bigger. And obviously, right. yes, you do have to be bigger. But you know what we mean by bigger, actually getting bigger. Yeah. And yeah. so then <laughs> Not the, <heavier>. my, my, <laughs> second, my second nationals, I came, I came in way too heavy. And <clears throat> I was all, I, I remember that whole prep, I was obsessed with like not losing any muscle because I had some people tell me, oh, you're just looked a little flat, you know, so then I, that got on my head as a young bodybuilder. And I came in the next year and I wound up in fifth place out of like 15 guys, but I was way off what I should have looked like. And I was like so mad at myself for falling into that trap because I knew I'd fallen for it. I was like, oh, what, did I, what was I thinking? You know what I mean? And um, yeah, and, 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 and then I remember the first year I worked with Chris, we were like six weeks out or something. And he's like, let's lean into it. Let's uh, pull all your carbs from post-workout. Hmm. And I remember that was like the first time I was like, no, no carbs post-workout. He's like, no, just have your cup of oats in the morning and let's just go no carbs all day. Yep. And I'm like, okay. And I was like, oh, I hope I don't lose any muscle. I lost like zero muscle. Right. Yeah. My strength was great. I just like felt like tired and the whole thing. But I, I got way harder and everything just fell into place. And, you know, you just, there's all these fears that you have. And, you know, when you pounded muscle in, it doesn't, leave that easily. I, I wanted to add just because it was something that you brought up, Ron, um, on my post the other day, it's important. You don't lose muscle quickly if you give your body a reason to maintain size. And we've talked about this a million times, but I feel you know, there's three reasons to have to, to maintain or to grow. Obviously, food input, training output, and supplements the uh, medically enhanced supplements. The performance um, medical stuff, yes. Yes, that medicine. stuff. Yes. Um, and I think where people go wrong very, very often in preps is we pull the food down because you have to. The cardio goes up because it has to. Then the training intensity drops, which it doesn't have to. Mm. And now the only thing you have that's changed is supplements. And that's where I think people lose size because the confusion is in the fact that I think you need two of those things to make sure you at least maintain. So I was obsessive and this is something I push on all my clients. Like do not let yourself train less intensely. I'm not saying you got to be breaking records of strength, but you need to really be watching how hard you're training because if you don't have the food there, and you don't have the the training intensity, there's no reason for your body to maintain the muscle mass. And people don't realize that. It's like, why do you think when guys stop training, they shrink? Because they're not eating anymore. They're not eating like they used to. And they're not training like they used to. Why is it when I came down, those things didn't change? Because I don't want to train any other way yet. So the muscle is staying purely because I'm giving it a reason to it has to stay there to continue moving these loads. And and that's an area where it suddenly can matter. And I don't like people to go, Oh, I think I lowered the food too much. I'm like, no, you started to train like a bitch. That's the problem. <laughs> you know, that famous quote. Well, I think I just had not, one. It's, it's not, not yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's, I guess it's not famous enough if I can't remember who said it, but that poem, uh, do not go quietly into that good night. Okay, you know, and yeah, it's about yeah. it's about death. Like, don't you know what I mean? 
And mm-hmm. I, I remember that always was in my head during prep. Like you have to have the mentality. I know that this isn't about the weights you lift. It's about how hard you train, but you have to battle to stay strong and you have to mentally fight to stay strong and don't give up ground easily. You are going to have to drop your weights a little. We're going to get to four weeks out when your pressing's not what it was and we're going to, but you, you have to concede, make those concessions as minimally as possible. Like I remember, yep. let's say I was doing incline with 345 for eight reps off season. Yeah. You know, I'd start the diet. I would always lose some fluid. And now maybe I'm down to like 325 for my working set. That's okay. I always got a little, <clears throat> a little weaker when I dropped ten pounds out of the, you know, the shoulders and stuff. And uh, but then I would battle, like battle to keep that three twenty five on the bar for as mm-hmm. many weeks as I possibly could. And you're gonna get that one week where you only get five reps, and you're okay. Now I'll concede to like three fifteen. Not, I'm not going down to two seventy five. Oh, I'm not that strong today. I, it would be minimal, minimal concession, like. I would give an inch, but I would plant my flag in the ground at that inch again and try to hold on to that for another three weeks. And then maybe your strength goes down again because you're on zero carbs, but you don't give two feet. You give an inch hmm. and you yep. keep, you know, like it was like, fight for every I was bit of it. very, very, very determined to fight to stay strong through the prep. And, you know, maybe I'm doing five plate stiff leggeds at the beginning of the prep and I'm only doing four plate stiff leggeds at the end. But I'm not doing two plates. Yeah. People the, the other concession themselves. The other concession people make is is mental before it's even there. Yes. The amount of people that are like, and, and you see this, it's like you could have very easily, Ron, when Chris took away those carbs post workout. Oh, I'm, I'm I'm just weak now. I'm just tired. Yeah. Now. Oh yeah. No, you're not. No, you're not. Like I really don't think people understand the power of deciding. You know, it, I used to tell people in the gym because you'll have somebody say, oh, I'm off today. And they say it like two or three times. I'm like, dude, go home. Yeah. yeah you're, Why? You're off. Because you were deciding you that you're off. Like, I'm not saying that you don't feel like, oh, this is a little bit not the same today. But if you just consistently tell yourself, it's like if you say, keep saying, you're, I'm sick. I'm getting sick. I can feel I'm getting oh, sick. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting sick. I feel like, you, no. Just reset, make a different maneuver. You know, maybe you say, okay, this doesn't feel quite right today. So I'm going to go do another movement, whatever it may be. But people, I have clients do that two weeks into a prep. Yeah. I mean, the strength's starting to dip. I'm like, why? You're fat as shit. There is no <laughs> yeah. reason for you to be weaker yet. I yeah. mean, I really do think that people don't know how strong their minds are and how much that controls the strength of your body. Yes. Um, I, I'll be honest. I found that my performance enhanced sometimes during preps till the very, very end because now everything is perfect. My sleep is the best it can be. I mean, my entire life rotates around being prepared for this workout Mm -hmm. every day. Mm -hmm. And although the food was down, also my mental focus was higher. Like when you've got, you know, the, the stage looming, you tend to bring a little bit more, even though you thought you were killing it before. I mean, you know, everyone in my gym knows what I'm getting ready for. Like that had a little pressure. There was just a lot of things that kind of kept me moving forward. And I think a lot of people, it was truly mental. So you have to make sure again, getting back to the purpose of this whole rant was the reason you don't drink is you don't let yourself. Yeah. If you take it all away, of course you do. You, you can't just take 
you know, the, the, uh, supplements and then not train hard and not eat and go, I don't know why I lost size. Are you crazy? Of course you did. There's a little bit of denial. You have to live in a little bit like, like, you know, like, let's say you go in and I, I mean, I remember going through this. Okay. My incline barbell press is down. I've lost 25 pounds. I have long arms. It's always the first thing to go on me as the pressing goes down a bit, but I'm 20 pounds lighter. So now my hack squat goes up. Uh, Right. Like there was always something else going on. And I think what happens is people go in and they're like, for example, their incline press is down today. So then for the rest of their chest workouts, they're like, oh, I'm I'm weaker today. No, no. You might be just as strong on flies. Yeah. Yeah. There might be no strength loss on your flies because I went through that. My press would be down and then I'd go to my fly movement and I'd be like just as strong as normal because you're not pressing. There's no, you know, the fluid and stuff isn't as much of a factor or or yeah, your strength might be down on your on this exercise, but it's actually up on your hacks now because you're lighter. So you can't just give in to like, you know, the one thing happens, the press goes down. Oh, I'm 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 weaker now. No, Mm -hmm. that that exercise is weaker for you. Right. You might get stronger in other things because you're on all the best supplements and you're eating all the you know the protein and all that stuff. There's so a, it's the mental thing. There's a perspective thing in there too because I've known so many people and you guys have too that have said like, oh, I don't diet, I don't compete because I don't like losing strength. You know, they, there's that whole thing. Like for you, Ron, you were a strong dude. You're talking about moving some serious weight and then having to use a little bit less, but you're not getting like depressed over it. You know what I mean? You're, no, not, no. you're not letting that get you down because that could ruin someone's day. Like, oh man, I failed. You know what I mean? No, I always thought of it as like fighting a war and you're, 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 you're moving your flag. If you have to move the flag back, it's as little as possible. You know what I mean? And, and, and you're going to, and hopefully get it up and again, you know, like, I don't know, just that whole thing in my head, you know, the, you got to talk yourself into some, some stuff when you're prepping for a show and you're moving big weights and stuff. And I just, you got to fight to the end. It doesn't like Rocky. It doesn't matter if you're getting a shit beat out of your face. Like don't go down. Yeah. Like, like you can, you can survive this. Like you make it to the bell and you're still standing and now you're <clears throat> shredded and you got all your muscle. Like I just, I had that mentality and I, I don't know did, how to explain it any other way. You did it did well. either of you guys have that same, I mean, I, I, I feel like I already know the answer I'm asking, but uh, where you would be tired and I would, I would tell myself, like, you know, you have that day that you're like, oh, I do not want to do these barbell walking lunges. Like, you're smoked. Good. You're hurting. And then I'm like, I'm pretty sure that the guy who's naturally better than me won't do these today. Right. So I'm going to do them. Or one thing, like I told Nikki, I used to do this to myself. Sometimes I'd be on the step mill. I hate that stupid thing. And I just have a quick thought, like, maybe I'll cut out two minutes early. Just I would think it. Hmm. Never do it. And as soon as I thought it, I'd add five minutes. I'm like, cool, seven right. more to go. Yeah. Like it was I would right. punish myself for even thinking stuff like that. But in reverse, it was very positive. Like, I don't think someone else is doing this right now. And they might have been, mm-hmm. but it definitely helped me do some extra things I didn't want to do when you're like, this could be the difference. And I and I feel like that's the the main goal is to make it to the stage knowing that there's nothing you could do better. And that was always, I, I think, an area where I thrived, which was I didn't have to win because I, I was never going to lose a show. I would just get beaten. And I, I, that's fine. That just means you're better than me. 
and there's nothing I can do about that. There's no defense in bodybuilding, but I could always look back and be like, there's absolutely nothing I would have changed. Yeah. Yeah. So whatever happens, happens. It's fine. You know? Yeah. I've got, I've got a name and, and, and this is, this is my motivation. Dan Strudgeon. Dan Strudgeon won a show that I was in. And I said to myself, okay, so I might not ever meet Dan Strudgeon on stage again. We did end up becoming friends and I actually coached him later. But I said to myself, like, if I'm going to beat Dan Strudgeon, then I need to do this. You know what I mean? Like I need, I can't, right. I can't be weaker. I have to do my best because I need to beat him. Even though in my head, I'm like, I might never see him again. But at that moment in the gym, I'm competing yeah. against him. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the best. Yeah. Did yeah, I, it's funny I tell you about that, Scott, with um, when the first USAs I ever went to, I went as a just to watch. Obviously, oh. I mean, I was like a kid, and I'm I'm sitting in the in the the stands, and it's kind of like a vertical thing at UNLV. And um, my buddy Bruce, that I was with, he nudged me, and he goes, "You know, in order to be ready for this stage, you need to be able to beat that guy." And in front of me was this monster just sitting oh, yeah. there in the chair, and I'm like who is that? You know? And uh, so I looked him up and it was Sean Allen. You big guys Sean remember man. him. Big yeah, Sean yeah, Allen. Yeah. So big. They competed against him. Yeah. Did and uh, so I, I, years later, I do my first USA's and I took fifth at the USA's the first time. And it was so funny because Bruce, that was my friend, he had moved and I get a text message and he goes, I called this. And I'm like, What? I said, what do you mean? And he sends me the top 15 and Sean Allen took ninth. Okay. And I took fifth and he goes, you belong on that stage. You had no, to right, beat that guy. Right. <laughs> and yeah. I remember it hit me. Like, I was like, Oh, that was the guy. <laughs> like, Cause I had totally forgotten about it. I mean, we're talking years later. Like later. I was a kid when he it was happened, a big dude, he was, a but big I remember dude going, Oh, that's right. So, you know, those little things that you're like, Oh, okay. Put that in my mind. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Um, Sean Allen right there. No, that's off not him. season. Oh, oh, that's not picture. him. No, yeah, I, I, no, I no that was Trey Brewer. Picture. That was Trey Brewer. Yeah, yeah. Look at my memory. Yeah, I haven't heard that name for a while. <laughs> I'm gonna find him. Oh, I think we got him here. He's not looking. At, he's not looking super peeled here, though. Yeah, he was just yeah. a monster. Yeah, he's a big dude. He was though. such a yeah. big dude. He, he was, was like, like six, six five. five, six six. Yeah, he's giant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> see, yeah. you can see he looks like he's kneeling here next to Palumbo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Leaned way back. <laughs> that is funny. I've got a great picture with uh, me and Dan Decker and Sean Roden and Sean Allen all backstage posing at the North Americans one year. Oh, no kidding. And like all of us went on to get our pro cards eventually. Yeah. Um, but that was a year Sean Roden turned pro as a I was Sean heavyweight. that day. <laughs> yeah. Like 207 naturally Roden wow. yeah. when he won that show. Yeah. What a, what a great show. But yeah. Yeah. Those are good old days. Dusty, you brought back a flashback with Sean Allen there. Ah, I love, I love all those stories too, like that with the natural ones. I remember when, when Kai Green won that, uh, when he won that best posing award and he was like, well, I'm natural. And everyone's like, he's not natural. And then all of a sudden he gains 40 pounds in like three months. You're like, Oh yeah. Oh, he was. <laughs> he was <natural. laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. People always cry, not natural. And then the guy puts 30 pounds on his first year as a pro. 
And they're like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Here, here's <laughs> my perspective bad. for you. Here's perspective for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how big, that's how big he was. <laughs> yeah, now you can understand why at like 22 years old, I'm like, I got to be that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, you should. Do you remember the uh, the Kai Green clip I sent you guys? Yes. I don't, I don't remember it offhand. Did you see it on the Instagram? God should put that up. All right. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Yeah. Fill for me. Fill me for me while I find that. Yeah. So anyways, this this Kai Green clip comes across. Uh, Mike Pusinella puts it up because he shot it at like the 2010 Arnold. Okay. And uh, it's in our, it's just bodybuilding chat there on Instagram. Um, but uh, he puts it up and all of a sudden I start getting messages from people. They're like, what the, f- well, what? <laughs> look at this. And I'm like, you guys don't remember Kai Green, do you? You youngsters. Yeah, I was there. <laughs> yeah, it was 13 years ago. Yep. And, and then oh, I send it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's play this. I sent right. this to Aceto and I go, how does he place? And Aceto replies, what do you say? And I replied, I, I, he said, what do you think? And I said, well, I think he'd probably win. And he said, easily. <laughs> that was his reply, easily. <laughs> but this was, I mean, this Kai Green, like we forget what Kai looked like. God this is at damn. the Arnold, huh? This is at yeah. the 2010 Arnold, yeah. yeah and remember, I I, he beat Phil Heath. <laughs> Remember he beat Phil yep. Heath at that show. Yeah, I I was there. That was that was one of the Arnolds that I got to go to. I was a big Kai fan, and and it was kind of like oh, as so he I. went on, he kind of became more of a caricature of himself. You know what I mean? But yeah. early on, man, he was just like one hardcore bad dude. I'll tell you, people don't he remember doing, him as nah, this. You know what I mean? Crazy shit in the gym too. Like he's doing a six yeah. six oh. plate squats for reps and five plate inclines and doing all that crazy stuff he was doing with Oscar in the gym. You remember the big weights he was oh, pushing? I oh, loved yeah. it. Yeah. After and Oscar also did up. every movement in the gym. Yeah, oh, yeah, he weight. did. Yeah, but I mean, like, I don't know, man. I know times change, but do they? Like, where does <laughs> Kai land now? Where does his physique land now? It's insane. It yeah. really is. And that's what I often say about Phil Heath because I think, you know, this, this physique beat Phil that day and then Phil obviously made some improvements and went on to win. But that, that era with Kai and Phil, I know everyone just kind of thinks of Kai and Phil, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But they were like a stone wall. No one was getting through those two. They were like, it was crazy how good they were. I gave Kai all the respect in the world during that time. And I didn't realize, I never gave Phil what he res- deserved until it was over. Then I looked yes. back and I was like, oh, like, I don't, I think I was so jaded by Ronnie that mm, yeah. I never gave Phil what he deserved. And then eventually I started seeing old clips. I'm like, yeah, I don't even remember him being this bonkers. And I was at every Olympia he won. And I know. It, it's like, where was my head in those moments? Cause I was like, ah, oh, he's not Ronnie. That was like my answer. Oh. He's not Ronnie. Yeah. I'm like, Really? Is we're gonna pretend like he's garbage? <laughs> well, it's two forty-five, and Ronnie yeah, was two eighty. So, yeah. yeah. But meanwhile, then you start really looking, and you're like, his rear double. Oh, I, I, I used to arrogantly be like, Ronnie smokes everybody in rear double. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I'd have to see those two really next to each other. Like, well, and poses like the side chest. I never really liked how Ronnie posed his side chest. It was right. like never. I didn't like how he set up his leg. 
I didn't mm-hmm. like how he he kind of rolled his shoulder forward a little bit, and yeah, just you're just like, so big it didn't matter. Yeah. I just didn't really like Ronnie's side chest, and then Phil's side chest was like an absolute bonkers work of art. Like yep. everything was, I was like, Phil kind of wins that pose. Damn, like I know Ronnie's like the greatest of all time and the goat and everything, but it wasn't a runaway. Like that yeah. would have been crazy. Yeah. Well, and think about you it know? too. Yeah. Like in that era. We, we weren't as concerned about ab control, you know, so like everybody had bigger, thicker stomachs. That said, Phil's stomach was still by by like everybody else, by that standard, yes. it was tighter. Imagine him today if he were training in today's standards, being super conscious of his midsection that whole time. Yeah, like he could be he, he could be incredible still right now. Yeah. You know, yeah. Good. Good times. But to think that 13 year old video of Kai yeah. comes out and people are like. Uh, I might have yeah. forgotten this. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so speaking of the Arnold, did you guys see the news? Andrew Jacked oh, has yeah. pulled out yeah. of both Arnolds. Oh. He put up a post today. It's all over the place. He said, due, due to there's too much going on in my life. I've got a lot going on right now. I, I will never, I don't want to do this show uh, and be less than 100%. So I'll be withdrawing from both Arnolds. So now they're talk about, you know, is there going to be a penalty, you know, because sometimes they get fined uh, for, you know, if they sign a contract and then don't show up and that sort of stuff, which I'm sure isn't his main concern if he's got stuff going on. But what do you guys think of that? It kind of, you know, clears the path a little bit. It does. It's a shame. That's for sure. I mean, yeah. I think a lot of people were excited to see. We were excited to see what was going to happen because we had him right up there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we got. You know, we had uh, who did we have in the top three? I mean, we're looking at we're looking at uh, Samson and mm-hmm. Andrew Jackson. Who else was on the list that we had in the top three? Hattie. Hattie's doing the show. Yep. Too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that was our that was our top three. And then, of course, you know, Nexil is in there, which will be really crazy. I mean, who knows what he's going to look like? I mean, yeah. if he shows up with detail, that's a different that's a different situation. Yeah. It's going to be so, cool to see how he stands up against those guys, yeah. how he compares to them. You know? Yeah. It's funny. I I. I I tell people, you know, we get the odd criticism um, comment. It's not that odd. I remember when when we did. Yeah. (laughs) When we did the Arnold, we talked about the Arnold a couple episodes ago, and people were like, Nexil is in the Arnold. I'm like, I know. We just didn't get through the list. Like, we. This is what we do. (laughs) This is what we do. Like, we look at the list, we talk about four names, and then when we're just about to talk about the name that you are thinking of, Dusty tells a fart joke or yeah. I see something shiny something up, here. I see something shiny or a, a, there's a squirrel. It's yeah. really hectic. Dogs barking. It's a lot going on. And so, yeah. And, and then also I got to say, you guys got to give us a little bit of leeway. I saw one guy commented on the Tom Haviland video. He's like, he wasn't special services. And I'm like, Hey, Google told me, he said, do your research. Yeah, do your research. I was literally on Google. I Googled his name and then all these things came up and the one said X special forces monster lifts heavy weights. I'm like, oh, he's X special yeah. forces. Scroll, yeah. scroll, scroll, scroll. What should we do? We'd be yeah. call, calling his mom or something, a, you know? That's limit my research. I'm not like looking at him. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, need so to call the Australian like, special forces and check that out, Ron. Get this Before right. Before I say like, this. Yeah. yeah. I, I, th- yeah. I saw that comment and I kind of felt like, oh, come on, man. Like what kind of standards are you trying to hold people to here was my thought like you know, i'm not watch this show us? and assume we're checking into this what do you expect from us 
We, we go are to a bodybuilding show the- and only talk about four people and leave the winner out. And you think we're yeah? We mentioned this- the winner. <laughs> yeah, if it's not in a meme, I don't know it. <laughs> like quite simple. If it's not in a Joe Rogan AI video, then I don't mention it. Um, Somebody commented yeah. in the last episode, this is a great episode. I can't believe the whole thing was AI. Right. Yeah, there you go. Well, that's, how you, knew it was a, that's how you knew it was AI because it was good. Better the less we show up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> very, oh, very valid. Okay. <clears throat> well, I don't even remember what our opening topic was, but I'm sure we completely we covered it thoroughly. We did. We did. Investigating plus, the plus a bunch yeah. of other stuff, too. And then wound up talking about Kai Green. What's next on the list, Scott? You had we, one uh, for us. I still have, I do have some show and tell for later in the show. I have this box, uh, which we shall unveil. Uh, but you had a topic for us, and we're going to try to dance around this one really carefully. I had a guy, oh. he messaged, he said, <laughs> In, make three good points to convince a gym bro to use gear. <laughs> no. do, do you, I thought, this is a terrible idea. I have to present this to the guys first thing in the morning. Yeah. So, so what I, would thought you I, would, I thought I would share how it happened to me. Okay. Because I, like, I don't want to steal credit for this. So here's how it went down when I was a kid. I was trained by a natural bodybuilder. And I decided, like, I, I kind of, like, you know, like you said, Ron, I planted my flag on the natural thing. And uh, I was talking to the guy. I used to tint windows. And I was telling my bosses, well, I'm going to stay natural. And he goes, why? And I go, well, because why? it's, like, the right thing. I mean, that way everything I gain is mine. Yeah. And it's yeah. really my muscle. And he goes, oh, I have a thought. And I was like, okay. And mind you, this is a guy that smoked two packs a day in our bay. <laughs> Never worked out a day in his life. And I was like, all right, what's up? And he goes, you know, Melissa that works at the dr- on the drive? And I'm like, yeah. He goes, do you like her tits? And I'm like, yeah. He goes, does it bother you that they're not natural? And he goes, or do you just like them because they're bigger? And I go, that's a good point. And I immediately ordered... <laughs> can you get me some d-ball <laughs> yes i can yeah that's mark that that's time great. that i just used a word i wasn't supposed to use scott yes um, i'm doing so now i just used the word I, we, we had a whole conversation about what not to say and then i was like we're being careful ah. we're being careful here but yes yeah, ah. so that was that was how i was convinced and i thought it was genius because i was like he makes a valid point he does make a valid point I I remember training in uh, in high school, um, and like I was seventeen in grade twelve, and I was you know natural, but I knew that like you know it was a thing. I knew that I was eventually going to get to that. Like I already talked to the guys at the gym. They're like, "You're too young right now," but like, yep. later on, you know. And um, so I remember uh, I went to train at the college one day because the college had a pretty good gym back in the day where I lived, right? And so every once in a while I'd go train at the college just scope out some maybe there's some volleyball chicks in there or something who knows right and how old are you I mean, say that what, about 18 okay so about 18. 18 so you just yeah, at so, like the younger age of still being able to like fit in with the college group plus you're a tall yeah. guy so you probably yeah you know, i was big guy like, and i was already freshman, you know yeah and i i was already benching three plates when i was 17 yeah. i could bench three plates when i was 17 right so i go in the college gym and i was like stronger than all the athletes there yeah yeah so so i was in there you know i go in there rip it up once in a while and i talk to some guys you know was, and um I remember they had these signs up on the walls, like anti 
juice signs. Oh, okay. And there's like one of like the back of the guy's head and it was bald. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, steroids will make you lose your hair. And then there's like another one up in the locker room. And it was like, uh, like a guy standing there alone. And it was like, steroids will make you infertile. <laughs> and then there'd be another sign of like, you know, a guy like going like this. And it'd be like, you know, juice will make you angry. And I was like, that's it? <laughs> Those are all like, the things I'm, hearing. Those are all things I'm <laughs> totally fine with. Like I don't. <laughs> like in exchange for those things, I get a ton of muscle. I'm in. Yeah, I'm pretty calm guy. I don't really want kids, and I don't know. My hair is pretty thick. I don't think it's going anywhere for at least thirty years. So you're gonna need a better argument. And I just I remember just being like, oh yeah, okay, well they're not doing a very good job. I don't know who this is gonna convince. Like, That's just the best you got. Yeah, I don't think I ever saw those signs, Dusty. Did you ever see those signs anywhere? No, I, I never did. I, I And that's, it's funny, though, because I've had the reverse. I think I told you guys this. I had somebody ask me on my Q&A one time, like, would you rather have a ton of muscle or a full head of hair? And I'm like, it's pretty obvious I made that choice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me see. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to have a ton of muscle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. And luckily enough, there's plenty of women that like to bang guys with shaved heads. So I really, wasn't pretty with hair, so the what do I have to lose? I had nothing to lose. <laughs> nothing to lose. Nothing to yeah. lose. There's someone for everybody, Dusty. Exactly. And, and, yeah, I just remember. That's what you money know, is for. God. Yeah. <laughs> remember this one guy. I remember back when I was like, he was probably 17 or 16 or something. I was younger. And uh, I remember the one guy at the gym was like, soon as you're 18, I'm going to get you on some test. And I was like, no, not me. Not me. You know, I'd rather be the biggest guy in the gym naturally than the biggest guy in the country on juice or something. I think that's my dumb quote at the time. Yeah. yeah. And he looked at me and he just exploded in like raucous laughter. Like, <laughs> and it was like genuine laughter. Like he was triggered to laugh. Yeah. And I remember he's just laughing in my face like a real laugh. Yeah. And I was like. And he looks at me and goes, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and I was like, what? And he goes, and then I remember he put his hand on my shoulder. He goes, give it another year or two, kid. You'll realize how dumb that was. And he just walked away. <laughs> that's amazing. That's and the greatest story ever. <laughs> it was like things were going in my head because I was like, you know, I was like young enough that I was like still no, right? Yeah. And I was yeah. like, oh, he's, maybe he's got some points. And then, you know, <laughs> just funny. Yeah. On his days. 18th birthday, Ron's like, I admit it, it was dumb. Where do I get it? <laughs> Where do I get it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no. But I do remember, do you guys remember the first time you ever bought any super supplements? Of course. I do. Of course. I remember the How, fanny pack it came out of. Okay. Um, well, tell, tell me your story, Dusty. You're buying some super subs for the first time. You meet yes. a guy at Subway. How does it go down? No, so I, I, I actually, <laughs> now, I can, now, that, now that the store doesn't exist, I can say this. Um, I had him come by the store. He used to come in there. And uh, he was in, and I knew that he was the guy. And I was like, hey, I want to get some stuff. And he was like, okay. Whoa, cut short by people the, knocking the, on Dusty's the, door. It's the FBI. Why does yeah. she got to like smash the door knowing I'm on the podcast with the there stuff? Kills me. Anyway. You're going to have barking dogs to, to make sure the feds aren't listening. Donna Harvey, relax. <laughs> um, so anyways, 
Hi, Nikki. The whole world knows you're here. Um, <clears throat> anyways, the uh, <laughs> so he comes in and he goes, he goes, he goes, what do you need? And I was like, well, what do you have? And he literally unzips the fanny pack. Oh, wow. And he pulls out. Oh, the fanny the, pack dealer. Yeah. Oh, right then and there. And he pulls out ampules. Primo. Carrying glass like, amps around in his fanny yeah. pack. That's and just a classic like, 90s movie. How much are those? Really I don't remember. I wish I could remember. But he, 25 he was bucks. like, you can have 10 of them for this. And I was like, all right, can I have them now? And he's like, sure. So I bought them from him right then and there. And actually that night I took my first shot in the back there, which I was sweating. It was a mess. I was so oh, nervous. Big deal. Big it's deal. a big deal. Big yeah. deal. But, uh, big deal. But I will say for those who are like, oh, it doesn't really do much. I put on 25 pounds in 10 weeks, taking one of those a week. Yeah. It was those asinine. primo amps. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, and, and the wildest part was, I will never forget, I was doing a dumbbell shoulder press in the gym. And this is five weeks in. And I'm like, all right, shooting for eight. You know? Because yeah. I know I got my numbers. I kick them up. Nine, 10, 11. I kind of look back in the mirror at my training partner. 12, 13, I put him down. I'm like, this stuff is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So kids, don't do it. It's not worth it. Yeah, Um, it's a terrible idea. I I remember the first, I remember the first stuff. I I remember I was kind of thinking, I'm like, oh, you know, maybe I'll do some stuff, right? You know, and uh, I remember my buddy, uh, was at the gym one day and he goes, Hey, can I get a spot? And I was like, yeah, sure. And I went over and I know he was like pressing like the hundred pound dumbbells. Right. And I get over there and he's got the one tens. And I remember like, he was a really good friend of mine. So I knew like, Oh, this is heavy for him. Like he's, I go, you're doing this. He's like, yeah. And he gets back and cranks out like six or seven reps. I spot him on a rep. I'm like, that's your best set ever. He's like, yeah. Week two on D ball. Nice. And I was like, <laughs> Oh yeah, and you were sold. Okay. You saw the results. There. Like, I want to be doing literally, that too. Literally, the next day, I was like, "So, uh, where'd you get that that stuff?" And he's like, "Oh, that guy." And I was like, "Okay." So I just went over and I was like, "Hey, can I was wondering if I could double up on what what he did?" And he's like, "Sure, come by my place tonight, kid." I still remember the dude. <laughs> What else like he drives a van? Um, yeah, it's so sketchy too. I, I like roll past his place and knock, and it's like one of those places like there's dogs barking and people running around. It's like a hectic household. Yeah, and he just comes yeah. to the door, gives me a big sh- a couple big sheets of this these blue Russian D balls. Oh, good ones too. Yeah. Gives me these sheets and with a rubber band around them. He's like, here you go. And I gave him three hundred bucks. I still remember. I gave him three hundred bucks. And he gave me all these D balls. It's like a dollar a pill. And um, yeah, it was just the first time I remember. And it was just a, I was like really nervous driving home. I was like, oh, you know, I don't want to get in trouble. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Then I realized. I don't think people did. on this show also understand how much money $300 was in our life at that point. Well, technically, <laughs> that was like with inflation, that was like $1,200 in, in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> it, seriously, like I, I think back of whatever you know, two fifty or whatever it was, and I remember like, well, minimum wage wow. was like four seventy five at the time. So do the math, and we're talking Canadian like eight fifty so. when I yeah, that's like a dollar for all the Americans watching. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, your month you rent actually you made rent shoes for Nike, but anyways, yeah, um, you could rent an apartment. You could rent an apartment for four hundred a month. Yeah, yeah, you could. 
So, you know, there you go. Gas was like 87 cents a gallon, too. So you guys don't do gallons over there in Canada, but leaders through there. Yeah. Leaders. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's good times, you know, buying, doing a sketchy little, sketchy little supplement deal with your neighborhood gym guy to get going on your first run. You know, those are some amazing stories. And I, knowing you guys for this long, I've heard so many stories. I never heard either of those stories before. And the key is I made sure I transported them home in my fanny pack. Oh, there yeah. it is. Oh, yeah. That's where they go. I remember I got a little older when I was working in the bars and guys were still wearing fanny packs like late 90s, early 2000s. We were st- all the door guys were still wearing them. Yeah. And to us, it was like a bodybuilder thing. Like you got your wallet, your keys, pack of gum, little Blistex, maybe a condom back in the days when we used to think we were going to use them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And um, you never use them. You never use them. And um <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that's really funny because it's true. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it. um, hey, I'm still here. I didn't die. I made the nineties. So you, you get, <laughs> and then I started running into other bodybuilders because that's all I carried in mind. And they all had like tons of gear in their fanny pack. Like, yeah, you guys carry gear around with you all the time, and they're like, "Yeah, I got my insulin preload. I got my D ball tabs for the rest of the day." Wow. I'm like, oh, I just carry my stuff in my fanny pack. You know, you you're carrying some, uh, <laughs> Blistex. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, I just have normal, normal stuff in here. And then I remember, um, Root Stripe, the anyone? One, the, the, one, the, the one cop I was friends with was like, yeah, everyone knows that fanny packs are just, everyone who wears a fanny pack is just full of drugs. That's funny. And I was like, oh, that's what everyone thinks. And, she, and the cop was like, yeah, all of us, every time we see anyone in the fanny pack, we think, oh, that guy's fanny pack's full of drugs. Every single one of them. And I was like, oh, I was like, I didn't and he was that. right 99% of the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The fan, I ditched the fanny pack after that. I was trying to be, you know, a better member of society. So, you know, hey, I've got an important go. question, guys. I, I forgot. We did have one listener question that I really wanted to make sure we nailed. I also wanted to say, guys, comment with questions for the next show because we're going to need them. I wanted to make sure we, we got this one in because I know we we're fur- getting further into the show, but we needed to help this dude out. He said, is it possible that I am unable to grow anymore? I've taken two years off of uh, competing to bulk. No matter how hard I train, how much I eat, or how much gear I use, I can't get past 225. Well, um, I mean, at least it's 225. I hear this from a 185-pound person. I'm like, come on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but... Um, it, I mean, I don't know what to say other than it's math. You know, um, you have to eat more calories. If you eat enough calories, you will get heavier. Like it's absolutely will happen. Like there's just a tipping point that you haven't hit yet. Whether or not that's muscle or fat, that's another part of the equation that I'm not equipped to answer for sure. But if you're just trying to move the scale, it's just a matter of calories. And I know it might seem... Like it doesn't make sense, but we've talked about this before. Sometimes the math doesn't add up. Like I remember being 320, eating 6,000 calories a day and my weight dropping to 319 the next morning. And, you know, you know, I have to have a large pizza tonight and have a large pizza. And then the next day I'm 318.5. Like, how can this be possible? And then maybe the next day just randomly I'm 320.5. I'm like, geez, like what's going on? Like, it's not always about, you know, 
the math. It doesn't always make sense. Sometimes you have to do the big giant platter of wings in front of the football game every Sunday, like Dusty used to do, you know, and it's, it's tricky. I was going to say, and again, this is, this isn't for the person that asked, but everyone who's watching, cause I don't, I don't know, but typically when there's a comment like that and I can't get past, usually the answer is consistency. The amount of people who do everything he just said every single day of every single week of every single month of every single year for two years isn't, they're not the ones that are usually struggling to see forward progress. It's very rare that you show me someone who's consistently giving 110%. And I said consistently to all of those things that just stops. And don't get me wrong. I mean, obviously, <clears throat> there is a point where progression drastically slows. What you talk about your first year of training for growth versus your 10th is a different thing. But I grew to the end of my career. And, the, and I think typically the difference is being truly honest with their consistency. So what I recommend for anyone who's pretty sure, logbook everything you eat all day, every day, and then review it. The amount of people who I have found through helping them, oh, you're missing five meals a week. You told me you haven't missed a meal in forever. You know, right. oh, you thought you were cheating twice a week, you're cheating nine times a week, which is then causing you to be overly full and you're missing two meals after that. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's a lot of things that'll usually run into play. So I, I think what helps is just writing it down because it's very easy. We all work hard and you're like, no, I'm doing really good. But when it hits paper, I think a lot of times people go, oh, it, I'm not doing quite as good as I thought. And then if they adjust, they'll start to see change. The, the, the slow creep of small numbers is, is, is a problem that people don't realize. So, you know, they'd be like, oh, I, I don't miss meals. And then, you know, you look at the, the plan and they missed six meals in a month. Well, guess what? Mm -hmm. That's an entire day of food. Yeah. So would you go an entire day without eating anything? Because that's what you just did technically this month. Hmm. is you had a day where you didn't eat a single calorie, technically, right? If you look right. at it, you missed six meals in a month. You might think, well, that's nothing. That's six meals in a month. But that's an entire day where you fasted, if you think about it mathematically. Yep. And how hard is it going to be to gain weight if you keep doing that every month? Have a, like a, You know what I mean? Um, so... And then also two little things like, oh, I'm trying to get my calves to grow. You know, I, I smash them really hard three times a week. Okay, well, how many sets do you do? Oh, I do, you know, eight sets three times a week for calves. But then you look and they're actually doing six or sometimes five. And at the end of the month, you're like, well, you're missing 25 total sets that you, you think you're doing hmm. and you're telling yourself yep. you're doing. But at the end of the month, you're down 25 sets. That's a lot of volume. So if you're really trying to hammer calves to get them to grow, you're, you're missing the mark. So mm. that slow creep of thinking, oh, I'm doing everything, but you know, Dusty's right. You start writing it down. Shit, there's stuff missing. In, in, in another conversation, you guys might call that like the minutiae you don't need to pay attention to. But in this conversation, that's that, like that's assuming everything's working, right? Like if everything's oh, yeah. working, you don't need to necessarily dig in that deep. But I see what you're saying. Like, OK, if it's not if things aren't working, then why don't I really take a deep look at everything I'm doing with my diet, and with my training? And I wonder about his training style, because I can tell you this, that I made a certain level of progress and this is through my late, late 20s, 30s, and then into my early, early 40s. But then 
I, you know, things kind of tapered off though at a certain point. And when I changed my training in my like mid forties, I started making progress that I didn't think I was capable of making. And I wasn't even like trying as hard. I wasn't taking as much super supplements. I wasn't, I wasn't as focused on the diet as I had. Like there were points that I was so lasered in on the diet and on my training and on the gear, all that stuff. And I, at this point, like I wasn't doing all those things, but my training was better and I was progressing in the gym. And all of a sudden I was like, oh man, I see myself continuing to go if up if I continue on this course. So yeah. maybe there's something in there. Like, you know, just because your training program has gotten you to 225 doesn't mean that that's going to continue taking you to 235, you know? Yeah, yes, well, you got to keep exactly. in mind too to to answer your <clears throat> your thing about the, the the small details, Scott. And I agree, it's that when I was in that portion of my life, and it's kind of like we talked about things that mattered, we thought mattered then that didn't now. Yeah, if you said to me, "What did you eat meal three Thursday the thirteenth?" I could tell you because it was the same thing I ate meal three today. Okay, so yeah. I never wrote it down because I literally ate the same thing every single day, <laughs> whatever was on my diet. Yeah, And it only altered when the diet altered. So yeah. when I would say I didn't miss meals, I was being extremely literal yeah. because I filled, I mean, I know Ron was this way too. I left my house with a full cooler every day and I came home with an empty one and all the food right. was packed and managed. And the only thing that I altered as I got more experienced was I actually brought an additional four cups of rice and 10 ounces of meat with me because if I was hungry enough, I ate that also. No kidding. Right. Because that was, you know, that was like my, okay, if we can get it down, let's eat more. So it was really, really simple. But, you know, that's, it's usually the, those little things like Ron said. I mean, for me, it was sleep. I always struggled to sleep and I just had to find a way. It's like, okay, I can't, I couldn't seem to control that. Hmm. It's like, then I learned, oh, I can nap pretty well. So I would literally get 20 minute naps twice a day when I could. <clears throat> and that all of a sudden I'm like, oh, growing again. You know, so look for things that you can control that maybe, you, you know, you do realize aren't perfect. And you might say, well, they're out of my hands. That's all right. Is there a way we can manipulate what's in your control to improve? You know, and I think you, you nailed that also, Scott, because I've seen that even now. Like, I can't train exactly how I used to, but I can definitely put on muscle still if I choose to by training a different way. Hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> so... I had one more. What about the see. box? Oh, one more quick one. Fat grips. Okay. What do you guys think? Fat grips. I'm already very, very uncomfortable with thickness, <laughs> and that just makes me more envious. Oh, wait. What are we talking about? Just <laughs> <laughs> girth. Anyways, no, to me, those, I, I don't do any of that nonsense, but I know people like them. Whatever. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> if you like them, you like them. I'm, I'm not, I'm not. Uh, a believer that they're going to make your arms big or anything. They might make it tougher to hold on to great for grip strength or something like, you know what I mean? I totally get that. I remember the first time I remember when I went to Archer's gym in Australia for the first time and I went to do dumbbells and they had like unusually fat handles on their dumbbells. Yep. And I remember just being like, Oh, I've oh, never yeah. encountered dumbbells like this. They were just, you know, bigger than any other dumbbell I'd ever used. It was, you know, an, un an unusual size. And I just remember thinking like, oh, it was a grip challenge because, you know, your hand wasn't closing over the handle when you're doing dumbbell presses. It's a little bit strange at first. Yeah. But I remember just getting used to it and 
thinking like, oh, I think my grip strength is a little better now from, you know, curling them and rowing them and stuff like, so um, there's that, but I never really put any thought into them or anything. I don't really like, I don't know, carrying around a bunch of gadgets and stuff. I see people with big full gym bags with 20 different things in them. And I mean, I like my wrist cuffs for side laterals on the cables and stuff, but I don't have a lot of gadgets. And my thought too would be like, do you want to make it harder to like your, your barbell row dusty where I was just watching one of your videos earlier today on it. Would you want to make it harder to hold the bar so that you could row that much? You know what I mean? Would you so have to my, lower the weight? You just nailed exactly what I was going to say, which is if bodybuilding is the goal, I want to make yeah. sure that like I use straps. Yeah. I use straps for rows. I mean, if I will use straps for anything, if I think it'll help me get the target muscle, not because I can't hold the dumbbell, but if it'll make sure that I can give the delt or whatever it is a little more focus because my hand grip doesn't go out of the way, it's not a problem. And I've had people come back and go, yeah, but what about your forearms? I'm like, they're fine. <laughs> right. Like they, they, they're, they're big. <laughs> like I've never trained them directly. It's never been an issue, you know? So I think that that's one of those things where to me, you're getting in the way now where it's, it's, I feel the same way. I correct people all the time. I should say correct, but in my opinion, correct, where I'm like, why are you rowing without straps? Well, I want my grip strength to be up. Are you training your forearms or your back? My back. Well, then your decision is getting in the way of your back growth. It is. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you're training forearms, then I get day. it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I, I, had a, I had a good question here. Yeah. It was, what are, Come here. can you guys name some over or underrated protein sources? Oh, Harvey can. Um, hmm. I never use pork in diets, but you can get pretty lean pork, can't you? Pork tenderloin. Yeah. Be very lean if you feel like to. I I think that, um, well, I, I mean, the way I grew up and the way I grew as a kid, I think, I think dairy is very villainized now. Um, oh, yeah. I, I, I mean, milk protein is absolutely fantastic for bioavailability. You know, mil milk protein is very, very high quality. I think um, like a sugar-free, low-fat Greek yogurt is incredible protein quality. Um, yeah. It's never been heated. It's not exposed to heat at all. There's no denaturing. It's really good quality protein. Um, some Greek yogurt with some, you know, throw some some fruit berries you could throw oatmeal you could throw granola life yeah you can you can use greek protein i've, I've had people get shredded using uh, greek yogurt in their diets like just sort of you know i get it if you have some sort of issue but there's some people that think they have to get rid of every little gram of dairy i've had i've had females keep greek yogurt in their diet all the way up to the show yeah it's like no problem at all they're fine so um you know, it just depends on whether it becomes like where they're too hungry because it's kind of a liquid, you know. So like yeah, you yeah. eat your Greek yogurt meal and it kind of like you're pretty hungry still. So maybe during the last part of the prep, it's not the best. But I mean, I used to eat an entire tub of Greek yogurt every day. I would put like fruit and peanut butter and a couple scoops of whey isolate in it and just stir it up like a great big oh, bin yeah. of just nutrient dense <laughs> growth. And I just plow that whole thing yeah. watching a movie. It'd be like. 130 140 grams of protein eating the whole tub with whey in it and i just eat the whole thing i remember taking an entire tub of greek yogurt with some whey in it to to the movie theater and i'd eat that <laughs> whole thing watching a movie so i think that's underrated i i, I mean i drank a gallon of milk a day as a kid and i know, did that when milk. i was 
bodybuilding because I got into that. I don't know if you, you, you were around for that, Ron, on the boards, but I kind of did the, the deep dive into raw milk. Oh, yeah. And started, and I started going to down. I lived in Scottsdale, but down in Gilbert, there was like, there were some farmers down there. I'd go buy it from them. And because not even going to get into it on the show because it'll start a shitstorm. But basically, I was like, oh, okay. The bad, the bad part of milk is all the things we do to make it last longer. Okay, fine. So I went and did the raw milk thing. And I will say it was an easy way to pound calories onto onto the same stuff. I'm like, instead of having water with my shake, I'll use this calories. And it also tasted awesome. So that was not hurting my feelings. No, I, I, one of my favorite things about Sam Sulik is Mm -hmm. that he's doing stuff that we seem to have on mass abandoned um, for no reason. Like I get that some people have issues with lactose. Don't digest it. Well, some people, some people drink dairy and they feel like they get all mucusy. And I, I get all the, the reasons why some people don't like dairy. But man, I was fine as a young bodybuilder like Sam having those giant bowls of cereal, dumping, you know, half a liter of milk on it. And then look at the, you know, look at the gains. It's like, it, it's, um, I don't know. We've abandoned a lot of foods that for some people are completely fine. Yep. And um, there's no need for them to be abandoned for a lot of these guys. You know, if you tolerate stuff fine, like you digest it well, big and strong kid like that, you can drink milk all day. So I remember, you know, we'd need need food real bad. So we'd go to the grocery store and buy like a liter of skim milk and you know, just, yep. you know, an apple and just chug it as a snack. Like, you know, just keep the calories going, you know. So... Okay. What's, in, What's the in the box? What's in the box? box? All right. I also want to yeah. say shout out to Mike Seven. over at Iron Asylum. He sent me a bunch of shirts. This thing is like the coolest throwback. I love it. It's very cool. Yeah. Thank you very much, Mike. And We got a stack also. Shout out to Justin, <laughs> a guy who listens to our shows. I don't want to mention his last name because he might not want me to. But he uh, he he had commented or he messaged the... Um, the uh, the the pop-up store their their system to say that he had an issue with his shirt he said it was too tight he got the loose fit so i have the two options there's like the more fitted version and then there's the looser fit and the looser fit is still going to be tight through the arms and chest but he bought the xl and he said it was too small so i was going to message him and i was like hey man can i just not exchange can i just you know buy you a shirt a bigger size and um he was like no actually it's good and then he bought three more so Shout out to him. He bought a bunch of shirts from us. And I want to see That's pictures awesome. too. So send me yeah. some pictures of that. I'm very excited seeing people posting with the shirts on. I just, I can't believe people are buying shirts to our podcast. It's just awesome. It is. In the box. Okay. So it's I just, I almost texted you guys last night. This might be before Dusty's time. Ron will know this. My mom met, texted me the other day and she said, Scott, do you still have, are these at the house still? Do you have your garbage pail kids? Remember oh, these? That's Remember fantastic. These? See if I can, yes. I don't know if I can get no, there. Blurry. There you go. There you go. Right there. Yes. So she was like, did you know that those are worth money now? And oh, yeah. I, I don't think they're really going to be worth that much. We went on eBay. I do have $17 this is right there. One of the best <laughs> cards right here. This is A1. This is the Nasty Nick card. And guys, if this is the last Scooch podcast you right see... Edge. If this is the last podcast you see, it's because this thing is worth seventeen thousand dollars, and I am gonna retire on that and move to Aruba. 
Uh, <laughs> on a 17 grand. Yeah. <laughs> but, you can be set in Costa Rica. Yeah. I remember being a kid, though. I looked in here. There was a Ron. I can't find it right now. It, and it was like a. Uh, but the. the Roy Ron, Ron, Ron. Ron. Yeah. Yes, Roy Ron. That's perfect. <laughs> it, here it is. Here it is. It's Rappin' Ron. Rappin' Ron. Oh, I didn't find, oh no. Yeah. Rappin' I didn't Ron. Find a, I didn't find a Dusty. Let's see. Well, obviously. Hold they don't on. Have there we go. Ones. Oh, rap and run. So he he looks more like a presidential candidate than a rapper. Yeah, yeah like so like uh, yeah, Ronald Reagan. That makes from sense. The time, you know what I mean? That makes right. sense. He's the Ronald Reagan okay. look. So, but yeah, I love I you got have some, that. I've got some good ones in here, and you know, I I did my deal. I saved them. I my bought these things as a kid. Yeah, dirty dusty. No, I, there was no. I couldn't find a dusty. I do have this one too. Is one of the. <laughs> Adam Bomb is the big one. This is Blasted Billy, the other name for him. Oh, God. and this one could be Adam worth some, This one could be worth some money, though, guys. So, listen. Do you have I, uh, Do you have Mona the Milf? <laughs> oh, I know. I'm her. just making names up. <laughs> just, just, I like that name. That should have been one. I don't yes. know. Probably got, like, was one. Three big stacks right? like this. You like big. how her name was Mona? You like that? I like that. I like you that word too. Yeah. I know There's where that came from. I literally almost nickname. texted you guys to see if you remembered these. Do you remember these? Did you guys have these in Canada, Ron? Um, well, yeah, but I, I, I wasn't into cards at all. I was, you know, I wasn't the farmer really either. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wasn't like a card collector, baseball, and all that. But we got into these, and I don't even know I, how I got them because I didn't have money. So, like, maybe my mom bought them for me when we went to the grocery store or something. The only card collecting I ever did was there was one phase when I was like like 12 or 13 where I was collecting WWF cards. Oh, like WWF yeah, yeah. did like a superstar series and they had all these cards coming out and I had some of like the rare ones, you know, yeah. like the vintage Hogan one and stuff, but I don't think they ever became worth any real money. You know, there's that card card uh, fanatics thing that happened in yeah. the nineties, you know? Oh yeah. But yeah, yeah that's yeah. my collection. I want to share it with you guys. And I, my that's dad funny. gave me this box. He was like, here, you can put like little mementos in it. And for whatever reason, I just put all the cards in it and never put anything else in it. And it went on the shelf and they're still well, here today. I had a so box just to. like that. I had different stuff in it though. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Rolling papers, a grinder. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah it looks the same box. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you showed it to me, I was like, that's a hippie box. Yeah. <laughs> that's, got, that's got like a roach <laughs> clip in it with a feather on it. <laughs> Like I know the old, those old school hippies at the feather roaches. Oh yeah, oh, yeah that's yeah. great. We thought the same okay. thing. That's funny. Yes, that's exactly. Funny. A friend of mine gave me a pen the other day. Yeah, it actually clicks and writes. Yeah, but you take the back that's off of it and you can put a vape cartridge in it. Oh, and no it <laughs> works like a It's so funny. He's like, I can't vouch for the quality, but they work yeah. and they you write. Take it on a plane. You can take it on a plane. That's fine. <laughs> Great. I'm like, you, you think I need like a stealth pen? I like, walk around with my hand. <laughs> yeah, like I can't go to the mall without my pen. Like Jesus. Like I don't know what these people think. The judgment uh, on Ron is pretty high. Uh, on that, some of you people, you should be able to leave your house without having your weed with you at 24 seven. Jesus. You know, so. that's Ronnie leaves the house. He's like, I got my keys, I got my wallet. Ah, oh, weed, gotta grab that. Yeah. Oh, I can't go to the store. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know, I know. Okay, what else we got? We got, that's it. yeah, is that, that's is that it? it? That's, that's it. it. We're on to the next, man. Yeah. We're on to the next. You just, we're yeah. just gonna do them like that. One, we got one some, we got some good feedback on the uh, what do you call it? The uh, the reaction videos, people are enjoying those. Oh, I, I'm loving the reaction videos and I'm loving the reaction to the reaction videos. Yeah, you know, reaction squared. Just, yes. yeah, reaction squared. It's awesome. 
The Tom Haviland one was fun, you know, despite oh, us yeah. having some of our facts just completely made up. That's fine. Lies. It's all about entertainment. Idiots. You know, I hope Tom doesn't mind. And um, what else? What other Special one did we do last week? Tom. We did, oh, we did the, the Flex Wheeler, Chris Cormier back yeah. workout. That was, yeah, I was I think, so inspired by that too, watching that workout. Like, I was watching those muscles contract. I was like, man, I want to train back after I said, yeah, I'm going to do some T bars. <laughs> yeah. Go do some T bars. Okay. Well, hey, if, if, if all we get out of this is that we feel better about our workouts, that's enough. <laughs> that's it. That's you know? good enough for that's me. It. Yeah, that's enough. Okay. Remember, everybody, IamMutant.com. Go to IamMutant.com. Get your all in, get your ISO surge, and everyone should get on the gear. Uh, Dusty20, BigRon20, use your code, save 20%. Remember the Think Big Patreon, keep a producer homed. I love Thank that uh, that throwback 80s neon shirt that Mike gave you. That's oh, great. Me so, too, man. I love the color here. too. I didn't think I'd do yeah. purple, but I like the purple. Iron Asylum, Longview, Texas, fantastic gym. Shout out to Mike again for all the shirts. I love the stuff he sent me. Remember everybody, like, share, subscribe, comment, and ring the bell. Yeah. Ring the damn bell. Okay, remember everybody, it's just bodybuilding. 